guys. Welcome to Overcrest. I'm Jake. And I'm Fetter. Yeah! Chris is not with us this week, so we have the ever-infamous Joel Fetter back in the studio. It has been too long, Joel. It has been too damn long. Feels like a <laughs> lifetime. Forever. Joel is our resident auto industry expert. He is an official, actual automotive journalist for Motoring Authority. And just an all-around good guy. If you say so. <laughs> Not sure that the line around the block is uh, it, it says that. No? But, you know, nah, oh, okay. Mixed bag. Mixed opinions. So how have you been? What's going on with you? Life's busy. Life's yeah. busy. Dude, I, I don't what in the heck? I don't even remember when I was here. Too last. many cars to drive. Too many cars to drive. Not enough hours. So many words to type. So many words to type. So what cars have you been testing lately? I actually uh so anything exciting or is it yeah, all just no. like minivans? I've and had some I've crossovers. had some good stuff. I've had some good stuff. Uh my so so my most recent reviews, uh, obviously on the most recent cars I drove like last week, right? But uh some of my most recent reviews are pretty hot stuff. I drove the C T five V Blackwing. Okay, that With was the manual. blue one, right? Oh yeah, that is probably one of the coolest. New it's the cars end of an era. Out. It's the end of an era. Manual it's transmission, super saloon, V eight, supercharged, right? Supercharged thing is nuts. I yeah. love that thing. Yeah, it's that's, gonna go down. That's basically it's gonna go down in history. Like yeah. I mean, it's it's the last car that you're gonna get with that. That formula. Yeah. I mean, rear wheel drive. Rear wheel drive. Manual transmission with a yep. V8 supercharger, American muscle. Yeah, it's Four 668 doors. horsepower. It's nuts. It's so good. It's so good. How does that compare? So, like, this is a Cadillac. Does Cadillac have their interior build quality to no. the point where, no, not just, nope. Doesn't no, compete I, with the I, Germans. I, hang on. I wrote that. I wrote that, right? Like, right. like but uh, get, not so, everyone's reading it so, right now. They should so be. So tell me. We, go, go to Motor Authority. Uh, <laughs> uh, look, the one I trust was 112 grand. Right, it, it, and so so you slide into an eighty four grand, which is where the base one is. Yeah, and you get the formula with the six speed and the and the yeah, trans, and it's great, Kay. right? Because the driving is stupendous. Okay, but the interior at one hundred twelve grand, it, 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 it you get an M five that price and it's just nicer, right? The leather is nicer. The 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 bit the, the way the stitching meets the right. seats is nicer, et cetera, Right. So, but an M five doesn't make supercharger winding noises, and it doesn't have rear wheel drive, and it doesn't have a manual transmission. Like Wait, I mean, is every M five all wheel drive now? Yes, but it has a trick system, so you can put it in drift mode that essentially turns off the front and disconnects still, it. Still, you have all that weight, different driving dynamics. It drives really good. Okay, fine. I've I still auto, like I've, the I've, idea. I've autocrossed uh, uh, <laughs> a current M five <laughs> yeah. on the go kart track at Road America. That's a teeny little drag. It was awesome. <laughs> I was going sideways. I there's something just about that that Cadillac though. It, it's look, so look. Cool. So so it was in Motor Authority's best car to buy competition, right? Okay. And so was the C, uh, the the uh, the, uh, the, uh, the the four the CT four V Blackwing. So the smaller one. What and is the difference between those two? I don't know M3, any of these. M three versus M five. I'm still used to like the CTS and the ATS. So, so, I don't so, know anything so about Cadillac's think, model think, line. <laughs> It's more confusing than Mercedes. It, but yeah, I know. So, so think, think, think M3, M4, yeah. M5, right? So, like, size difference. Right. right. And then Turbo 6, Supercharged 8. Okay. Right? So, I will actually tell you. I'm here to tell you. Believe this. Wait for this. CT4V Blackwing is barely slower. I mean, milliseconds. Yeah. And it's probably more fun. And, okay, so that is... But the 5 makes the noise and the fire <laughs> and the So, the fury. 4 is the Turbo 6? Yeah. Okay. And yeah. Can you still get it with a manual? Oh yeah. And, and I drove rear wheel with drive. I know. Yeah. Okay. I drove that thing <laughs> at absolutely the speed limit up and down Angeles Crest. Uh huh. <laughs> Joel's was, mouthing expletives. It, 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 it was. It was. It was. Uh, another journalist. Is, another. Jo anything... Hang on. So another journalist yeah. from a different publication. Right. Uh, texted me like an hour later after I, I, I was in the red one. I was on Facebook. That I was in this thing. Right. Okay. <laughs> And he texted me in Facebook. He's like, There's "Was no that tires left?" <laughs> no, he was like, "Was that you or Kirk Bell, my coworker?" Yeah. In the in the in the the Cadillac coming down Angeles Crest, and I was like, "It was me." What were you in? I was like, "Wait, were you the white Mustang Machi GT oh, going no. up?" He's like, "Yeah, it was me." Because <laughs> journalists go up and down that road in, in all LA the all the time. time, all the time. And I was like, I saw that. And I was like, "It's got to be a press car. That G that Machi is moving." <laughs> and he was like. I was wondering who was behind that wheel. I kind of like that thing was uh, going a very quick uh, uh, speed limit. I, I don't know anything about Chevy's motor lineup anymore. So, what so is those, this V6 turbo? 
it's the same one that was in same one. It's a modified version of what was in the ET4 ATSV and all that. It's not a yeah. new engine. These okay. aren't new engines. These are old engines. These are the you, old platforms. Here's the thing. When I was a kid, I not even a kid, but like in high school last I, year, I would always I look like a kid, but I, I am old. Now I have a kid, which is strange. Your kid's like t- two weeks, six. I'm, my kid just turned eight. <laughs> that has to be strange. Too. I'm so old. No, where I was going with this, I feel like there was a time when I kept up with like every single model range and like I knew what engines were in things. And I have to. I, I know you have to. to, but I f- has that gotten harder? Yes. Is it just me? Have or you are seen there the Mercedes Benz media sites? Yes. Oh my God. That's what I'm talking about. I it's feel like so it's impossible convoluted. for the average person to keep up with like, it oh, is. Cadillac has this model it is. line. Because we've we filled every little niche and then we took that niche and we split it into another niche and then we took all those niches and we filled them. Yeah. With AMG models that run the gamut of price range. And it's 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 yeah. very difficult to keep up with. Yeah, I think it's pointless. But if you ask my coworkers, I'm a treasure trove of useless knowledge. Like I can tell you about the infotainment system in a twenty thirteen Mustang. I don't Nobody need needs to know, to know that. No, I don't need to know but that. But I either. can tell you about that. Okay, so... Anyway, okay, so CT45 Blackwing, yep. right? Uh, I've driven the Rivian R1T. Oh, so, my God. Yeah, I wanted you, to talk on, we'll about get, We're going to circle later. back to that news. We'll, yep, we're going to get back to that. I, I just mentioned mention I drove Because there's it. a lot going on with There's Rivian. a lot to talk about there. Uh, I drove the Lucid Air Dream Range Performance Edition. Right, okay. So, stupid name, but tell me about the Lucid Air. Great freaking car. It, I, so I just... My review went live last week or something and like that. And you can buy these now. You, so you can order it. They're producing them. There's a backlog. You can okay. you can go buy one, but you're not going to get it tomorrow, right? right. Like there's a backlog. And Lucid is an American company, right? They are built down in Air, uh, Nevada is their factory. Okay. In Nevada. Um, now, are these the, basically meant to compete with Tesla head-on? I mean, think of it like an Air. It's, it's kind of like all of it, right? So, like, it's like an S-Class and EQS. It's like a Model S, right? So, like, it's a full-size luxury sedan right. that is... Got 1,100 horsepower. It's a 0 to 60 in two seconds. It's the interior size of an S-Class. Okay. It looks How does like that an, compare to a, a Tesla Model S? Is so Model bigger? S can do... Interior is significantly roomier because okay. it's much better packaged. I just... I know nothing about so Lucid. So the interior and I'm sure of the Model S is people... actually tiny. Yeah. The interior, especially the rear seats, is actually not well packaged. It, it's hang on, you gotta realize now this thing's over a decade old. It's a True. decade old. So the interior of the Model S has not aged well in terms of packaging. That rear seat's compromised, the rear doors are thick, the openings are small. The front's fine. Uh it's pretty open. But um, yeah, I mean, in terms of performance, a model S is gonna smoke it up the line. Okay. But that's a one-trick pony. Like how exactly. how many times you want to go zero to sixty so in a straight line? The Lucid Air, your luxury. It's a far better package. Okay. Because so j- just from a drivability standpoint, like I hustled that car at the speed limit up and down uh, <laughs> uh, Angeles Crest, and I did that one, forty-two degrees on wet roads. Yeah. And it was all-wheel drive, and I was looking down. I'm like, probably shouldn't be going this fast. But there's so but much it was technology no in it's these so, electric cars and it's now. interesting because, so Rawlinson, the CEO and founder of Lucid, okay. is one of the chief engineers and executives that was at Tesla to develop and design the launch of the Model S. Oh. And, then, and then he left yeah, uh, some, on some great terms. Data transfer there. Uh, knowledge and maybe like we made mistakes there. I can do it better. Wow. Uh, and nothing like being uh, frustrated with Elon, right? And, it's like uh, the old, that's where Lamborghini came from. I know. Remember? I know, yeah. Ferruccio was going to buy a Ferrari, or he had bought Ferraris. Transmission yeah. sucked. He told Enzo that, and he said, go screw himself, so he made Lamborghini instead. Correct. And so that's kind of, I mean, similar story, right? And and so this car is interesting because it's got passive, it's got passive suspension, it's got adaptive dampers that aren't air. Like, it's very interesting how they've done this. It's It drives so well, dude. It's so well sorted. It, the all-wheel drive system, it's very well balanced. It, you can go faster than you here's, should be able to. Here's my question, though. All major manufacturers we know are switching to electric, right? That's the future. Why? That's the best feature? I said that's the future. Oh, that's the future. He said, yeah, best feature. They're all going to... No. So my point is, why do we need another company up and coming that's doing an electric car? Because that's right now, that's what distinguishes it. You say, oh, this is another electric car company. Because they're all going to be electric someday. So what makes one better than the other? Exactly. No, I... I, Well, so hang on. Yes, right? Yes. Um... I think it's going to be interesting in the future because I feel like we need a sound effect for the future. The future. <laughs> a good one. Uh, so think about it this way, okay? So you got smaller automakers. Right. Uh, Subaru. Uh, Mazda, right? Perfect examples of this, right? Um, they currently, like, like, like Subaru's first electric car, it's a reskin Toyota. 
is the right. Solterra, which is the BZ4X, which is a terrible car name. Um, and 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 so and they're, and they're but they also did the BRZ. They got some coalition, right? Car, right. Yeah. But but you've smaller manufacturers that have less resources and funds to go develop a ground up platform like GM's done. Right, right okay. and or Ford's doing or whatever, right? And before someone says, "I know the F one fifty and Mustang Mach E are not ground up platforms," I know that they are going to develop. I don't want someone to say, "Joel, you're wrong." GM, <laughs> GM is developing ground up platforms today. Okay, if but, anything is wrong in this show, just assume it was my fault. Somehow, it's one hundred percent. So the point is, okay, so at, at some level, you've got the smaller automakers, right? And, and, and I'm not saying they're not going to survive. I'm not saying that by any means, but like it will be harder, and they have to figure it out. So right now, Subaru's solution was we're going to we're going to partner with Toyota on an electric car, right? right. Mazda's solution is we're going to make a plug-in hybrid that had electric car that has hundred miles of range, which is dumb. So. <laughs> MX30 is just, come on, man. So, so I, for the record, I still really like the idea of plug-in hybrids. I oh, think whoa, whoa, we whoa, jumped whoa. the plug-in gun hybrids are cars. great cars, and yes. they make so much sense as a transition stepping stone. 100%. I'm with you on that. 100%. I mean, okay. Great. Great idea. And so the regular hybrids, the hybrid F-150 is a great idea. But, 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 so electric cars, right? The, why is Lucid or Tesla? So Tesla, look, Tesla started, kickstarted all this. 100%. We right. would not be where we are today or moving in this direction without them. And kudos to them. If they died tomorrow as a company, they would go down in history as a success. Because the last automaker that started that's still in existence today is Chrysler. Wow. So the fact that Tesla survived, which yeah. they should not have theoretically by all accounts, is impressive. And last year they sold basically a million cars. I'm rounding, but basically a million cars. That's impressive. Right. That's as many as Still questionable quality? But yeah, 100%. <laughs> but before, hang on, they have figured out how to design engineer a car, full stop. Yeah. They've designed and engineered, for all intents and purposes, till at least a year ago, the best electric cars as far as battery management, thermals, figuring out the software, all the integrations, right. et cetera. They hadn't figured out and still are struggling with how do you expand and ramp? And how do you keep quality and customer the service? The manufacturing and the manufacturing. It's so, the so, car building business side of things, not just the technology development. But, side. but but it's hard to do all things at once, and I get that, right? And so a lot of these people that are buying Model Threes. They don't care if the door panels line up and their door seals are seated. <laughs> I'm serious, they don't. We do, right? Yeah. And I think they should because if you're paying sixty grand for a car. You should, but they don't. And I, I can't understand it, but like they and the probably soy also don't. Based uh, wiring harnesses. Did you read about like yeah? But Ford's got soy I know based they do, but it's so all whatever. Dumb. You know what? The human race is the worst thing for this planet. So whatever. <laughs> I mean, dude, my lake. Look at my the lake I'm on. Our, our family yeah. cottage is on. It's just not what it was when I was a kid. How much snow do we get now? Yeah, when I was a kid, weird. we got real snow. Now I, I just know. get real cold. Anyway, so the lucid. The, the question. Your question of why is lucid right? Yeah. Why does that need to be a thing? Does it need to be a thing? Nothing needs to be a thing. Well, Why do you need to be a thing? I mean, come on, right? Like, here's my point. You said it basically will compete with the S-Class, and the S-Class is going to be an electric vehicle. See, soon. but I just drove an EQS, which is supposed to be the electric S-Class, uh, yeah. and it's super, super compromised, and that's ridiculous because it's a ground-up platform, this electric car. So Lucid just did it better. Mm. <laughs> like, here's the thing. If Lucid built an electric, better electric car than Mercedes... yeah. Why are we questioning why Lucid no, is in you're business? Right. Why I are just, we questioning what the hell me, is going on in Mercedes? And I think for a lot of people, it's like, oh, I've never heard of this before. Well, we never heard of Tesla till a decade ago. True. And now everyone thinks that Tesla is the Kleenex of electric cars. Yeah, that's true. I'm not, so Ford's not going anywhere. Volkswagen's not going anywhere. Benz isn't going anywhere, right? Right. But Lucid, so what, what Lucid's done is, sometimes it takes outside thinking, right, to create innovation. Right. Right? So, and if you think about it, Lucid has created some incredibly innovative electric motors. They're basically half the size, all intents and purposes, half the size. So of they're developing motors. all their own components. Their electric motors are ground up in-house, and they are half the size and weight of a Tesla electric Because motor. a lot of these manufacturers are going to someone like Bosch or yep, Siemens 100%. or someone else to get 100%. their components, which makes sense. Even Tesla has suppliers. Yeah. yeah. But Lucid did their own motor. They did their own motor. And it is innovative as hell. Huh. And they were will they are willing to sell that motor as a supplier to other companies. See, that's where I think it makes a lot of sense as business. It does make a ton of sense. I don't even but know why, why you, you go your... to the trouble to make a car when you have an innovative product that you can sell to other manufacturers. How are you going to prove to someone you should buy your motor if you okay. build a car? Well, there you go. Then make a cool sports car. I don't know. Instead of it's this. easy. Hang on. They did that with the Roadster. It's easier to make a car that costs 170 grand and then downgrade it to 70 grand in a year than it is to make a 170 thousand dollar Roadster and charge 70 grand a year later. Look at the market segment. 
Yeah, I guess that Theoretically, you'd want to start with a crossover SUV, but they didn't. <laughs> that's <laughs> well, second. thank God. That's second. That's second. Uh, okay. It's called okay, so, so anyway, that's a really cool car. It's yep. awesome. It. I want to note here, it... Oh my, and you'll read this in my review, which you all absolutely, obviously read. Yes. Uh, it it almost won car, Motor Authority, More Authority Car of the Year, or uh, Motor, uh, our, our award, which is best car to buy. Right. It, it came down to that in the Rivian, which we'll talk about the Rivian later. Wow. Um, like, and so I note that, like in the beginning, it's like you should know it came down to these two cars, and this almost won. Wow. Like, so it is day, a good car. It's, it's, Stop. It's awesome. Okay. Uh, and the last one is the Lincoln Navigator. I just went and launched that. That it's refreshed. That counts as a cool car, huh? You know, when I when I think, where do I want to spend time? Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, I'm like a I'm like a eighty year old inside a stuck so, in a thirty six year old body. <laughs> I want to go in a room that is lined with the walls with wood <laughs> with thick leather chairs because I'm super like cannibalistic, and I want to sit and you read know books, Matthew right? McConaughey tells you it's a good truck and it has the fifty eight million way power seats that are also massage balls. Shit. Uh, I went on the look. It's 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 nice. It's nice. <laughs> it's really nice. So me again, not knowing all these model lines, the Navigator is the Ford Expedition, correct? And okay. it competes against Escalade. It competes against Escalade it's or the big like one. Yep. yeah, yeah, or or Range Rover or Grand Wagoneer or Grand Wagoneer or whatever. Okay, it's nice. <laughs> So here's the thing. It kind of split. It, 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 it's a simple interior. If you want very tech forward and you want an OLED curved 57 inch screen in front of you, you're going to get an Escalade, right? This they thing, have a curved screen. In they have a Escalade? curved OLED screen on there that makes it for the, the binnacle? For the whole thing. Really? It's one piece of glass. Wow. That's pretty cool. cool. But it's but always terrible. in your face. That's the, uh, like, honestly, I, we harp about why are there screens everywhere? And I love tactile feedback and just gauges and knobs. So the so 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 the navigator has got a new 13-inch touchscreen for the center console, but okay. it's nice because you can split screen your CarPlay and your navigation or whatever, so you can have two things running. That's nice. Okay. Usability-wise, it's nice. And and the gauge cluster, it's only like a 10-inch. It's really slim and horizontal wide and simple. Like it's just got a tachometer and a di- and speedometer. It's a simple gauge cluster. Like it's not overly complicated in your face with a bunch of information. It's nice. It's like a relaxing, chill environment. And I like that. I appreciate that. You get an EQS. It's got 56 inches of screen and three touchscreens. Yeah, right, exactly. It's Yeah, that anyway, is ridiculous. So that's what I've driven lately, along with a bunch of other cars. I mean, a car every week. But um, that's yeah. what I've driven lately. That's some cool stuff. All right, before we get too much further, though, let's take a moment to talk about our sponsor, Petrol Box. Petrol Box is a monthly service made specifically for the automotive enthusiast. Each month, they carefully select items, including tools, detailing supplies, apparel, garage gear, stickers, publications, all the latest and greatest to be sent right there to your doorstep. There are actually two different levels of subscription to choose from. The Petrobox Basic costs less than 20 bucks a month, while the Petrobox Premium gets you even more gear for $39.95 a month. Check them out at mypetrolbox.com and be sure to use the code OVERCREST at checkout to get $6 off your first month. I would like to ask you, because you, I Anything, think, are the almost. best person one of the people to ask, what is basically the state of the audio industry right now? Because <laughs> for, so I have a couple like follow-up questions. Are chip shortages still a thing? Oh yeah. That's still a thing? Oh, it's going to be a thing. Is it okay? Like what? Okay. <laughs> so everyone was hoping it wouldn't be a thing through 2022. Right. We're in 23. Really? Oh yeah. Why? Why is this a thing? There's so there's, there's there, dude, there's, there's multiple factors here going on. So there was, don't quote me on this. I'm going to get it wrong. I think it was Thailand. It could, it's somewhere, somewhere in, in Asia. There was, okay. there was a factory fire. This is like mid COVID by the way. There's just ripple effects, right? So wow. where a lot of these semiconductors come from. So there was a fire in one of the factories at one point. This is like all these things colliding together, right? So there was COVID and everyone in the world getting COVID and getting sick and having factories shut down, right? Then you get a factory fire in one of the semiconductor uh, factories, if I remember correctly. Again, this is like the last two years wrapped up into like a sentence. Okay. And then you've got, and then you've got, and then you've got uh, other factories. Well, you could just wrap up the entire and three years into just a picture of a dumpster fire. Yeah, sure. There you go. That's why we have a supply shortage or short chip shortage. Dumpster fire. I didn't mean to cut you off. But, but that's, I mean, that, there are, yeah. it's basically a perfect storm of it's so many things, and issues. this is collateral damage. And now with the with World War Three going on, almost, um, I've been hearing rumblings that uh, some kind of metals come out of Ukraine, 
and that we could end up with some kind of metal shortage. Like, dude, there's just oh everything because we're globalized, right? And you can't, and everyone's like America first. It's like you can't be insular with everything and how every, everything in the world is produced. You can't produce everything for everything. You can't. No. We cannot produce every single thing in one country. That's not possible in today's world. It's not even economically smart. It's no, dumb. you're right. If people specialize in something, you should all specialize in what you're... What, anyway, we're not going to get political. <laughs> the point of the fact is, is that there's only so far you're going to be self-sufficient. So, the world's globalized, and the right. reality is... So what does this mean facts. for someone wanting to buy this a car? This is absolutely the best time in the history on planet Earth to sell your car. But it is then the, what? Hey, oh, yeah, but then what? It is the absolute single worst time in planet history to buy a car. Right. Yep. So, so, but hang on. A couple of my wife's coworkers and people, they called me and, you know, Mal suddenly both of them were working at home. They sold one of their cars. They kept I one know. car and they've made a crap ton of money. Yeah, I suppose you could do that. But you got to be able to do that. What about kind of a new factor in all this? Gas prices are nuts. Gas prices are nuts. It's interesting because we get like 1% of our, oil, our crude oil from Russia. Right. But the problem is Europe gets 27% of it, globalization. We oh. and so so and I'm and, glad you explained that because and, I haven't looked into why this Well, happened. I'd also like to explain for people who who really like to harp on the gas prices back in 2008, which now we've surpassed. Ah, uh, <laughs> here's the thing. The actual gas companies like Exxon, BP, right. Shell are making record profits. Oh, yeah, I'm sure they are. So, so, so either you're going to pay a bajillion dollars at the pump or they're going to take a slight pay cut. And by pay cut, I mean profit cut. Right. Guess who's going to win? Yeah, they're not going to do that. Right. Is there some... Oh, by the way, everything we're talking about is like simplifying everything down to like the dubbest. Oh, dumbest it's great. Factor. I love it. Yes, explain like, it to me like I'm a five-year-old. That's, that's what's going on right now. So when people, you know... Yes, want to want to say Joel. It. It's like it's not that um, simple. It's like it's not that simple, but I'm simplifying. Well, having gas prices and energy cost so much. I mean, it's certainly probably a boon to electric vehicle sales, isn't it? I mean, are more people saying, "Well, screw this. If gas can fluctuate like this, why wouldn't I buy just an electric car?" <sighs> it's not that simple. I mean, hang on. They should. They should. Hang on. Everyone needs to understand that listens to this podcast. Everyone, and I really want them to, to listen to this. Okay, the future is electric. And but I don't not, want it to be. Yeah, but that's dumb. Why? Why? Yeah. Because I've driven the lucid air. And, I, and hang on. So you're saying hey, electric oh, vehicles whoa, whoa, whoa. are better, bar none. In most ways, they are better. And the betterness almost, almost makes up for the, 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 the lack of whatever. And here's, no one's going to come and take Chris's 911. He needs to get over that. I know. And no one's going to come and take... Your 911 and your really dumbly lowered Macan and your... Did you see it out it's there? It's so dumb looking. It's yeah. too low. It's so dumb. It's on air ride. I just hit a button and it goes back to normal. Oh, God. I just, I made sure to lower it while just I parked me it off. just for you. Yeah, I know. You're anyway, welcome. I pulled up. I was like, oh, look, there, Jake's here. Yeah. Uh, so, so here's the thing. The, 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 I've driven the Lucid Air. I know that's really expensive. The car I drove was 180 grand. I get it. Right. And they'll have a 70,000 version. But here's the thing. The average transaction price, last I looked, and I'm guarantee it's too this is numbers too low right now based on the last three weeks okay was like 46 grand for an electric car for a car oh a car a car was the hang on new car new car yeah yeah new car that's expensive yeah it is so here's the thing mustang maquis kia kia ev6s the hyundai onyx these all start at 40 grand i'm rounding 40 grand but right you get a nice one in the realm oh yeah and by the way it's day zero in the next three years, I'm really drawing a number out here, by the way, there will be over 100 new nameplates that do not exist today. So you're talking That will like, arrive in electric cars. Really? So when you say nameplate, are you talking models throughout manufacturers like an, or even new manufacturers? No, 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 no. Models. Vehicles. Okay. Throughout, like, like, like GM's got like 36 and Kia's got like 20 or 30. Okay, that brings like, up a separate question. Why... Well, I guess. Hang so on, I hang on, hang say, on. I should be, why I should, aren't they just electrifying their current model lines? They are. So, so some of the. So hang on. Different automakers are taking different approaches. Okay. So Ford, for instance, wanted to just get out there. Right. right. The easiest way to get out there is to not build from ground up on day zero. Right. So the reason the electric F one fifty Lightning is arriving tomorrow, I think it's like next month, but whatever, uh, in, in customer hands, and it was so fast to develop, is and they are going to tell you it's all new. It is new. It is not all new. The rear end of that is new because independent is kind of electric motor and all that. Oh, sure. But, but the loose, loose framework of Where? that independent rear suspension with trailing arm came from Raptor. Sure. And the frame 
is heavily modified because the frame rails had to be moved. I was wondering because the batteries are still... But it's still, not a new frame. Are the batteries down in between the frame rails? Yep. Okay. And the supports had to be moved, et cetera. So that if you want... They're What's claim under the hood? A trunk. Okay, that's it's I mean, the I would... world's biggest frunk. <laughs> you could, really? We could fit two of you in there. <laughs> Delightful. Yeah. So here's the thing. So 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 you got Ford who did that, right? And the Mustang Mach E is a new platform, but I get I can, I can tell you that like the ghost of those bones come from current platforms that have been okay. heavily modified to shove a ton of batteries in there. Yeah. You've got GM. This have taking, you driven this yet? The F one fifty Lightning. No one's driven it. Two of my coworkers have ridden it, but we haven't driven it. It hasn't launched. Hmm. I've driven a Mustang Mach E. Yeah. I hate that they call that the Mustang. Why? It looks like a Mustang convertible. No, it, it looks doesn't. like a crossover SUV Mustang. Yeah, which shouldn't exist in the first place. You drive a Macan. Yeah, I love that car. It's like a bloated hatchback that's raised they up 911. They didn't call it the 911 Mach-E. Guess what? Nobody wants a Mustang V8 must, uh, Coupe is going to buy a Mustang GT uh, Mach-E. And nobody wants a Mach-E is going to buy a Mustang Coupe. So what's the matter? I don't know. It just feels like it is bastardizing the brand that is Mustang. Wait till you hear this. The new Mustang <laughs> that's going to come, that's going to be S650, the next generation that la- la- arrives next year. Okay. Mark my words. That will be the last all-new gas-powered Mustang we ever get. Yeah, I believe that. 100%. So you talk about electric being great, but... It's great because instant torque's a hell of a drug. Right. It's efficient because we're awful, awful beings for the planet. Okay. And the reality situation is... Uh, production of batteries and other things yeah aside. because because of production of gas is really great too true right? but <laughs> anyways it's not it's not all without it's, sin well, I, well, well but of course not but but next will come solid state batteries which will come i bet you testing starts in i'm on the road in about two or three years a couple automakers i could name and then we get them in production by 2030 i'm so what is a solid state battery solid state battery takes all, all the it's solid, solid state it takes a lot first off there's the, the two main benefits of solid state is it will it's solid state so like the the I'm I'm dubbing this down because people are going to read and someone smart's going to be like, Joel, you're an idiot. But but general common denominator, you take it's it's a solid state, right? And so you're taking a lot of the electric and the the fluids and all that stuff out of it. Again, I'm using the wrong terminology. For okay, this. I'm trying to just make it you know simple. I, I'm more curious. What does that do for us? Well, so exactly. So what it does for you is one. You know how you can only charge your cell phone or your 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 laptop, and you can only recharge it so often, so fast. If you fast charge it, it degrades the battery. Yeah, you're gonna be able to recharge and fast charge them. More often, without degrading the battery, one, two, which is great, right, for road trips. And two, they will be more power dense. This is not the biggest thing, and you'll lose a little weight. But three, and this is the biggest one for you and me, in the cold, it will not take 40% of your battery. Maybe it only takes 20 or 10. Is that basically the going number right now is like 40% if you're trying to start your car right now? Give or take. Give or take. That's a real rough number. But 40%. If so it's like negative 10. You brought up road trip too. And like, I'm going to take my Cayenne down to Florida here next month. Yep. Big road trip. Yep. How would I do that if that was electric? So right now you, well, if you're Tesla, it's not that hard. Because Tesla's had a decade and they've built a charging network. Right. A decade. You can lock and happen in a decade. So what if I Ele- am if you, in a Tesla and I pull up to the supercharger, how long will it take? You'll add a couple hours to your total trip. Yeah. Your total trip. Okay. It depends how smart you are about how you recharge. Meaning what? So electric cars charge quickest when their state of charge on the battery is between 10 and 20% at the low end and 80% on the top end, right? So once you go from front to 80%, the slow, the charge rate drops dramatically, right? And that's built in by the automakers for the most part because they, so don't, they don't overcharge. Well, so they don't degrade the battery as much over sure. time. So what happens is, is that, which Ford's done 80% for the uh, Mach-E and they're going to raise that to 90%. So I went from... Something like 23% state of charge on Mustang Mach-E at a fast charger. And I did, I went to 80% in like 30 minutes and it took another two hours to go to the top end. They're wow. going to but, but on a road trip, that would be dumb. Right. You, so, so here, okay, hang on. There's so many things we're just discussing here. So one, if you're in a car, it's a gas-powered car right now. Right. And you're on a road trip. When you go and you go to a gas station, you don't fill up halfway. You go the whole way. Right. Right. When you get to your destination, you don't have a gas station. Right. Right. Most hotels, oh, every two single story home, going with this. right? So when you get home or you get to your hotel, or you get to your cottage, you're going to charge, right? So you need enough charge to get to there. So if my mom drives from our house to the lake and we have a charger at the lake, she needs to get to the lake. Let's say she stops one time to pee. She charges for 10 minutes. She gets an extra 80 or 100 miles in the car. She now has more than enough. Even Are there really that many chargers out there though? Not today. 
Today, they're building the networks, and we're on phase two of like 20 of EV America, Electrify America. There's yeah. like five main networks, yep. right? But here's the thing. When Route 66 was developed, you drove a Model T. You know what you went between gas station and gas station? You puckered your butt, and you hoped you made it, and you weren't walking. Yeah. That's where we are, and it will not take the time it took to, to do the network analogy. of gas stations, the, to do the network of charging stations. And also remember... You don't have a gas station in your house. We don't need the volume of chargers we needed for the gas stations on every block, especially mm. urban, because urban, the only people that are going to need a fast charge and charge when they're not home are people that live in condos, apartments, et cetera, street parking. Right. Anyone that's a two-story home or a single-story home, they're going to end up with a, a, a charger that's going to be subsidized from the electric companies that usually, that really only costs $1,000 to get anyway. Why are they subsidized by the electric company? They will be. So right now, if you get, if I go get an electric charger, electric charger that costs me like a thousand or fifteen hundred bucks or whatever, I'm rounding. Um, Accel Energy gives you like some rebate right now that gives you like I don't know hundreds off it because they want you to use the energy. Well, well, kind of, but you also have to remember that it's good for them. So right now, vehicle, the coming vehicles, so. Vehicles like Chevy Silverado Electric and uh, Ford F one fifty and others, they're going to have what's called. Um, V2G, vehicle to grid. So what will okay. be able to happen is... Oh. Yeah. So right, the other so, way. So the, the theory is that uh, smart people only want to charge their electric car if they have to at night. Okay. Rates are lower. Costs right. less money, right? If your power goes out on a lot of these vehicles, you can you can power your home from right. these vehicles. I remember batteries. they right. were doing that with the F-150. But, but now think about it this way. All of a sudden, P&G or Excel or whoever needs extra juice, you're working at home all day, you can sell your energy back to the grid. It's a two-way street. That is cool. This, so is, this is, is it, think of it this way: it's ground game. This isn't. This, this is coming, but it's coming now. Right. Like 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 vehicles that are launching now, about to now launch, are are going to be able to do some of this stuff. Hmm. The future is going to be crazy, dude. Speaking of the future, let's talk about let's Rivian. That's oh, that's a great topic. There's so much to talk about here. <laughs> okay, so what? First thing I read about Rivian is the pricing debacle. Okay, hang on. Before we get into to all the last two weeks of turmoil that just screwed up my life schedule while I'm okay. trying to get work done, let's talk about the actual company in the vehicle, right? Okay. Because I remember when the I was- The RT1. Well, so R1T. It, same. Not same really. Thing. Yeah. So I was at the auto show at LA in 2018 or 19 or whatever they unveiled it, and you guys called me and said, should we care? And I said, this thing is rad. I remember and that. And I just interviewed the CG, CEO, RJ Scarringe, who was basically- a walking real life Clark Kent. Not in <laughs> Superman suit. No, 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 like not in Superman suit. Like he looks like Clark Kent. Like okay. physically looks like Clark Kent. It, it was kind of like surreal. Like it was like interviewing Clark Kent. Okay. He's also like a walking Patagonia ad. Like, like this uh. is the guy you want to go like go on a nature hike with. Yeah. He's super chill and down to earth and he had all the answers and no BS. He was just like, this is what we're doing and here's the answer to your question. It was kind of nice because um, that's not <laughs> how it usually goes. So I drove the truck for the first time this fall. Okay. Where did you go to drive it? Uh, that was the same week. Dude, I drove in one week. In, in three days, I drove a Cadillac CT4V Blackwing and a Elantra, Hyundai Elantra N, a Lucid Air, a Rivian R1T, a Polestar 1. I mean, it, was, it was a busy in, week. In one week? Actually, it was like in three days. Mm -hmm. It was a busy week. This was out in LA or where? Yeah, okay. out in LA. So, so I, drove, I drove an early production R1T, right? Blue. We, okay. had, we had an engineer who was in the seat with us, and his, that, that engineer had a Cayenne GTS facelift first gen. Yep. This is daily, the orange color. Yep. Ooh. Mountain biker, super super cool guy. Super cool. Okay. And then we had the PR person. And then I had my coworker banked. And I mean, dude, it was, I texted my wife, candidly, I texted my wife. I drove it first and my coworker drove it and we switched back and forth. Yeah. I, I drove it and I got in the passenger seat and my coworker got in the driver's seat and I texted my wife and I was like, in 11 years of doing this, I have never gotten into a vehicle and driven this thing like 30 miles. I was like, damn, I think we're getting one of these. Not, not, not the pickup truck, like the SUV one, but they're going to be similar. And I was like, this is so unreal to me. Really? What this thing can do. It's awesome. Why? What made it so unique? So it might have, it has incredible steering. Incredible. Like just full stop. The steering is incredible. The suspension tuning isn't perfect, but it's such a unique and cool system on day one. So it uses the similar system of, of like McLaren, where it's got a hydraulic. It doesn't have anti-roll bars. It doesn't have roll bars. Right. It has a hydraulic system. Right. And it's got a T and basically it pinches the system as you go. And so it yep. prevents, it's super cool. And it works. <laughs> um, 
I, I mean, you can get 15 or 16 inches of clearance up. You get like eight inches down. It does zero 60 in like three seconds on all-terrain tires. What makes the steering so amazing? Damn good tuning. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, Damn it's good obviously tuning. electric assist. Yeah, but so is everything. Yeah. But it's I mean, that used, to good be, tuning. that used to be a four-letter word, right? When they went from hydraulic to electric assist, you used to be able to... Or Porsche was one of the first people to get it right. Yeah, but yeah. it used to be you would lose a lot of steering feel. This is so good. Okay. I was going around corners at absolutely the speed limit right. in pouring rain. <laughs> Should not have been able to do what I was doing in a pickup truck. Okay. Or really any normal vehicle. It was unreal. On all-terrain 20s. And then we went off-road. And it wasn't hardcore off-roading. It was, think of it like a... Um, like a gravel road that was pitted and like muddied right. out, but it's pouring rain in California. So it was just muddy and whatever. Soft roading. Oh, yeah. And I, but I put it into like a off road rally mode. Okay. And I was kind of going at it a little and whatever. And the engineer, I, the engineer is like, what, what, what the problem? Like, why are you pussyfooting it? Like, what's really? Going on? Oh, yeah. And I was like, look, man, like, I, I don't want to break a truck. <laughs> I was trying to be nice, right? Yeah. I have an engineer and a PR person literally yeah. sitting behind yeah. me. And I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to bust this thing up. Like, you know, I got these people in the truck and he was just like, you will not break this truck. And I'm like, I, he's like, Fetter, do what you want. You won't break the truck. And I was like, and at that moment, I was like, I looked at Bank. He's like, fuck it. Like the, the, these guys are, these guys said, so it's like, and I just, I was going, you shouldn't be going like around these corners at like 10. It's doing like 30, 40. Yeah. I, and, and you, but like, like you're going fast in, hit the brake, yep. tail out, throttle down with instant torque of <laughs> 700 some horsepower, 800 some pound via torque. Rear end's going out sideways and you're just slingshotting forward. And I was like, this is unreal. I don't understand what's going on right now. And I'm like, I could never do this in like almost anything. And sure as shit, not an electric vehicle. That reminds me of a story I heard from one of my buddies when he was in the army and they were tasked. They were one of the units that when the DOD was commissioning um, or taking bids for new vehicles for the light reconnaissance vehicle, basically what would replace the Humvee. They had all these army guys take a bunch of these test vehicles and just say, try to break them. Like we need to know how they are. And the stories this guy told me about how they would just jump over drainage ditches and like try to dismantle these things. So that was Joel Fetter in the Rivian. It was well, and 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 then I, I wanted to do. I got into this open spot. I wanted to do a donut, and uh, and and I was just like, so like you know, do you care? And the guy was just like, don't flip my truck. <laughs> and and that was like all that that like that was the that was it. That was the directive. Don't flip my truck. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, no problem. If that's <laughs> just that, pedal down. Just keep oh, in dude, it. mud was flying. <laughs> That it was epic. Awesome. Uh, so 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 it drives great. Kay. The packaging is innovative and it's something you can only do with a clean sheet ground up car. Right. Like the gear tunnel, the front trunk, the way the tailgate opens and it has this sliding thing that actually extends it. The, and the pass through under the seat. You're talking. Oh, you're talking about the gear tunnel. Yeah, yeah. The, oh, the, it's a gear tunnel. It's a gear That's tunnel. What it's called? Okay. It holds. Like I, three, see, when you say gear like three, tunnel, I think of like transmission tunnel. No, no, it's a which gear tunnel. Isn't a thing it, it's made for gear, and it can, it's like watertight. It can hold like three hundred pounds. You can option for like a couple hundred bucks to slide out things. If you put something heavy, you can slide it in and right. out. It's watertight, and it can hold three hundred pounds. I'm thinking, could we use this as a live well, Joel? <laughs> There is a plug in there, if I remember correctly. Yeah. And, 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 well, because you put like wet, you can put like wetsuits and stuff in there. Yeah. And they actually, for like five grand, you can do a full slide out camp kitchen. Oh, that's cool. It's super rad. <laughs> so it, it's this is cool stuff. Okay, so forget this, right? Packaging. Super innovative, amazing truck. At the point, I want my own money down kind of thing, right? So now let's, by the way, we named this thing Motor Authority Best Car to Buy. It won our car award. Yeah. Like, it was unanimous. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, good vehicle. Now let's get to the, all the um, drama. Okay. So, okay. They took pre-orders. I looked at pre-ordering. My wife wanted me to put a deposit down on okay. the SUV, not the truck. Which is called the R1S. Okay. SUV, truck, Yep, G, I get S. it now. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, do you know why it's called one? No. Because it's the first vehicle. Guess what the second vehicle is going to call? <laughs> R2. Yeah. <laughs> Guess okay. what the third vehicle is going to be called? Creativity and naming. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> well, they've already, so they've already, they've already trademarked R1, R2, R3. Okay. So like, like, it, it, like I'm being serious. Like this is what's happening. Gotcha. Right? And the, uh, the two, and I don't remember if the three, but the, uh, the two is being built in that new Georgia plant. Oh, cool. That they bought the land for. That's where those are being built. Gotcha. So Illinois is only doing the ones. Are they going to do a a car? Car? A sedan, they they a discussed that the three could theoretically be some kind of like rally-esque car. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. So you got to realize that RJ grew up like liking 911s. 
Okay. So he's, he's this our is a guy. car guy. Yeah. Yeah. Good steering. Uh, I get it. Yeah. So anyway, okay. So so uh, when you go put a deposit down on these things the, for a grand, they're, they're refundable. They start taking deposits in 2019 or 18 okay. or whatever when they unveil them, right? It's a grand. It's refundable. It's unlike Tesla. These go into like a bank account and like that's it's a holding escrow. cell. Yeah. Tesla uses it to basically fund. Right, exactly. Vehicles. It's like a cup game. Yes. Uh, Rivian's not doing that. You ask for a refund, you're going to get it in like four business days or something like right, that. Okay. Right, okay. So you put a deposit down. I've actually read the actual language in yeah. the agreement because my wife wanted me to put $1,000 down on this this R1S. And I was like, oh, you want to spend how much on a car? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we have two kids, Jake. Yes, and, uh, yes. So, so in, in there, it talks about how you're putting a deposit down on a future vehicle. Okay. These these are like we showed these three years ago. These were not these were not in production until six months ago, right? right. So it, in there it says some features may change, right. some design elements may change. Like the original cones had paddle shifters that were going to be for like regen. The production cars don't have it. Like so okay. there's been small tweaks, right? Yeah. And, and it says in there pricing is an estimate. It says that in the agreement. Right. Like, I read that because I'm not dumb. I read what I was going <laughs> to sign, but I didn't okay. sign it because uh, I didn't put a deposit down. We can get to my wife's pissed about that later. Um, oh. A little side eye action going on. So, 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 okay. Then they went into production and there was this huge thing, an executive named Laura Schwab, who's like ex-JLR. Like this is a, this is a woman who's been through the auto industry. She's respected. People know her. She's, she's, she's talent, right? Okay. Uh, smart woman. She was an executive or, or, or top level person at Rivian and she left and she wrote, it wasn't on Medium. It was on some other thing like Medium. A, right. a, a post basically exposing that there was some toxic bro shit going on in the company. This oh. is like a week before they went public last year oh, in geez. November. Yeah. And it made, I mean, it went Washington Post, New York Times, went everywhere. Right. Okay. Uh, we, we didn't cover it admittedly because we don't, we, we, for the most part, stray away from politics and, and a lot of industry stuff. If, if they got a new CEO, we'd cover that. If Elon Musk stepped down, we'd cover that. But like when, when it's regular, mostly executive stuff, it's just not, right. our, it's not our beat, right? Like right. we just stay in our lane. So right. we, we didn't cover it. And it's not because we didn't care. We, we followed the story. It's just, we didn't cover it on our site. Uh, and so, but it exposed a questionable issue in the company, right? And in that, in that filing claim, it all surrounded about the part that she was claiming that, the production vehicle was priced too low and weren't going to be sustainable and it wasn't going to be, it was going to be an issue. And she was trying to raise an alarm in the company and being told uh, to basically shut up. Yeah. And, um, and so that kind of like just died down for like a minute, right? They went public and they start production and they start ramping and doing deliveries and all this stuff. Right. It just kind of, it kind of went into the background. At what price? Well, who knows? There's a lawsuit going on. I, I don't, the, the, nothing's come out about that yet. Okay. I'm just coming to give you backstory of how we got yes. here. Yes. Okay. So now, fast, that was like November, right? Okay. Ish. October, November. Fast forward to now, right? So last week on Tuesday, quietly, all of a sudden, now you remember, hang on, uh, remember, so the, R, the launch models have quad motor, four motor, right? and they have what's called the large pack. Okay, what is that? It, the, they named them standard, large, and max. For it's batteries? For the, for the batteries. Okay. So launch vehicles are supposed to be quad motor, large pack, which is basically the middle size pack, right? Okay. Because it's supposed to be a standard pack below it, and then sure. it's supposed to be a max pack that's above it. Got it. That was the launch vehicle, and it's supposed to be like 69 grand. Okay. Right? And then it was supposed to go up to like, I don't know, 90, right? Okay. All of a sudden, on like Monday night, Tuesday morning, quietly, the website got updated with the which we knew dual motors motors were coming. We knew they were working on their own motors. Like none of this was a secret, right? right? Uh, all of a sudden, their website got updated with dual motors and standard packs. But magically, the original price became which I assumed how naive of me that the price would go down when right. you introduce these dual Lower, motors. Yeah, yeah. No, those take the original pricing, and then the max pack be, or the large pack came six grand option, and the quad motors came six grand option, which means your truck just got twelve grand more expensive, wow. and the camp kitchen got more expensive, and the charger for home got five hundred dollars more. Everything beca- huh. suddenly, uh, suddenly, uh, like a t- like a three hundred dollar option for this the the automatic tonneau cover became like a thousand or three thousand dollars. <laughs> like you you suddenly could make a hundred eighteen thousand dollar R run T or something like that. Don't quote me on the numbers, like one twelve, but 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 it got a lot more expensive. Okay. And pre-order, pre-order customer, dude, I'm on all the forums and all the Facebook groups for work. There was a lot of outrage. Yeah, well, I imagine. Yeah. So, so because people's profiles for their reservations got updated overnight, automatically. So, all of a sudden, your $83,000 truck suddenly cost ninety-eight. dollars Oh, I get it. Yeah, you log into your Rivian account, you're like, whoa, my $69,000 truck now costs seventy-two grand or yeah. uh, eighty-two. I can't math. Whatever. You know what I mean? A 12 lot grand, more expensive. 12 grand more. Yeah. And it's like, whoa, that's not cool. 
And so people got angry. So they start canceling their orders. You can get $1,000. You get your money back. Right. They're refundable. They would not discuss how many refunds they got. But put it this way. This was handled that poorly. And by the way, it also kind of goes to show that Laura Schwab's claim that they're going to increase prices. They have to increase there prices. Was there was merit there. Right. Yeah. So, so what happened was it took about two and a half days and they walked it back. And they said, and, because it happened on the 30th or something like that. So they said anyone that had a pre-order March 1 or before, before the pricing change, okay. will get their original price. We, oh. We, 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 we screwed up. We didn't realize that you all understood that that was the price you were going to get, which I want to be really clear here. Anyone that actually read that agreement should know that was never an agreed upon price. It said, but 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 it, but but people were pissed. They were right. like, "We expected we were going to pay." It's a public it. relations issue. It's a public point. relations issue. So they walked it back and said, "Anyone that so had, this is why your wife is pissed that you didn't put your money down ahead of time because you would it, have basically saved twelve grand." Uh, closer to sixteen, but yeah. <laughs> Shoot. Yeah. <laughs> Making an already extremely stupid, expensive vehicle for the Federer household. If we were to buy one, yeah. even more stupidly Shoot. expensive. So they walked it back. Anyone that has a reservation before the price change is going to be honored the reservation. A okay. bunch of people on the forums walked it back. They yeah. went and reordered their vehicles. But not before their stock plummeted. So their stock plummeted before that. And then, of course, it didn't come back from that. And then they had their earnings call last night. Oh, that was just last night. That was last night at 4, 5 o'clock Eastern, right after the okay. stock market closed. And, I mean... No, same as everyone else, right? You know, we're running into chip shortages, supply right. issues. So now you got a startup who's trying to learn how to build cars, and suddenly they can't get components for the cars they're trying to build. Like every other automaker, that makes them right. no different. So suddenly they cut production output that they're saying that this year they're going to make 50 down to 25,000. Mm. Half. Tanked the market today. Wow. Tanked. In fact, hang on. The markets are now. I don't. Closed. I have no idea what they were at they're previously not or anything like that. So they're, seven, they're down 7% today. Okay. They're down seven percent. I mean, dude, they're they're half of what they were when they IPO'd. Wow! And they when they so they IPO'd at like let's call it seventy. Yeah. And they hit like one eighty. I'm rounding numbers. So don't go quote okay. me on this. They're like thirty eight now. Wow. So so but like, hang on, I want to emphasize to everyone. So should that we Tesla buy almost in? went bankrupt. Yeah, true. <laughs> and Tesla's now worth eight hundred some dollars a share, and true. they're the, more, the most expensive. And let's be very clear, Tesla as a company, it's financials do not justify their current no, market valuation. It, I would so, agree. So, so you, you put that into account. It's like, okay, well, Rivian's on day zero. They're building cars for six months. Building cars is hard. I really want to emphasize that. Yeah, I, I would imagine. Right. All right, so that's Rivian. That's Rivian. All right, now let's take a minute to talk about Oberk Car Care. And Joel, this is actually something you can comment on because I, I am, like, scared to use a DA on my car and actually buff paint and get really crazy with detailing. Because you don't know what you're doing? Exactly. I think you do have more experience with this. You, I do know what I'm doing. You are like asinine when it comes to detailing your vehicles. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's called neuroticism. <laughs> I actually wrote about it. There's actually some DIY stuff on Motor Authority. There's one that says uh, how to clean your car like a pro uh -huh. and one about how to detail. So one of it's literally my, my process to wash a car and it washes you through it. There you and go. then I wrote a follow-up that says how to detail a car. There you go. Well, it's if you want to be better clean, better clean. <laughs> all you gotta do is read about it. And I can walk you right through it. I like it. And they could use our sponsor, Obert Car Care's products, because they're actually research tested and developed by care, car care experts to bridge the gap between an enthusiast and professional grade products and remove the guesswork from polishing or detailing your vehicle. These guys are passionate with a long history of developing products, so they know firsthand what makes a good product. And right now, they're offering a whopping twenty percent off your next order at obercarcare.com when you use the code overcrest again check them out over at obercarcare.com with the coupon code overcrest okay i want to shift gears and talk about something that i personally find outlandish bring a trailer pricing dude <laughs> and i bring this up because chris just sent me a granted like pristine almost new volkswagen golf pickup the caddy in other words and it went for i think 60 some thousand dollars i don't know i i, I didn't follow that one but there was a cadillac CT i mean name there's, anything there's anything a C so i followed it i follow all of it right there was a ctsv wagon 6b that just sold the other day for 99 grand which i looked at buying one of those a couple years ago yeah they don't depreciate yeah apparently not depreciate. those are cool cars but is there any in, in, end in sight? Like, is this just the new normal? Is this, like, you would always hear of things at, like, Barrett-Jackson or Amelia Island, like these really pristine, rare cars going for big money. 
but not as frequently or commonplace, or it wasn't like on a website somewhere. You know, Bring a Trailer has definitely gone very mainstream. Hearst bought them. Um, okay. Uh, and and they've definitely gone more mainstream from what they were. I mean, look, there are new cars on there, and that's. Do you remember how that site started? It was a dude who got started posting stuff from Craigslist that he got excited about. I mean, bring a trailer, right? It so, was like projects. Now that he now found. there are dealers on there, and there's brand new TRX with window stickers at dealerships on there. Really? Oh yeah, Broncos on window stickers. Dudes that bought Broncos and then just slapped them on bring a trailer. There's <laughs> there was the other day there was a Subaru like a 2009 Subaru Outback with a flat six with a gold package. Like it is very mainstream. Mainstream now, like right. bring a trailer has become. My dad surfs bring a trailer, and my friends surf bring a trailer. People that don't like cars that I know surf bring a trailer. It's 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 a place to definitely go. That just like oh, that's a cool car. That's a cool car. Like before, it was like you were an enthusiast to be on that site, right? Right. So it's definitely not the same. It now takes, from what I understand, weeks, like six or eight, to get a car on there. It does a backlog. I, it was well, it was six weeks back last year when I so now it's even probably yeah it's probably like eight now so so it, it, it's it's but hang on but you also have to keep in mind that the entire market we were just talking about this earlier right so like True. the entire market's out of control I mean you got cars that are going to Amelia we just we just wrote it up this morning hang on we just wrote that uh, that that uh, Toyota Shelby what was it yeah it was a 2000 GT yeah the Toyota Shelby 2000 GT 2.5 million yeah there's a lot of money trading hands man it's just you're just picking a site a lot of money straight in hands. It's nuts. I mean, I guess you're right. It's just something that we happen to notice and follow, and it is astronomically crazy. I mean, there's cars on Doug DeMiro's Cars and Bids that are selling for not not bringing trailer prices, but they're selling. And you look at this price, and you're like, finding a deal. It's you, not, yeah. you got to find some some dude who doesn't know what the hell he has on Craigslist, and those days seem to be fleeting. Well, if it's on Craigslist, all of a sudden he knows what he has because he's getting 15 calls in the next five minutes offering him more and more money. It's you got to find someone who doesn't go on Craigslist and has. You got to find somebody that's just got something in the driveway and they've no exactly. idea what they Exactly. And that's how hard is that now? Very difficult. Right. Which is why anytime Chris and I go on a road trip, he'll just like see something in a I know. Barn I follow the Instagram. And just pull in there and I'm worried we're going to get shot at. But We're going to get shot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I have some of the scariest news I think I've heard in a long time that I want you to comment on. The National Highway and Traffic Safety Administration no longer requires self-driving cars to have a steering wheel and pedals. Are we ready for this? No. Why did they do this? I don't know, man. So here's the thing. This, it, this is kind of a weird thing to me. Like, we've heard we've, we've all been, the reports we've been about asking, we've been asking how for far like, we are from self-driving. We are. Uh, we, we've been asking for, like, modern headlights for well over a decade, and we just got that passed. Right, with bill. these matrix headlights. And That's I'll ask it. you about those, what that so, actually but, but, means. But, but my, my point there is, is that like the idea that it took so long to get all this other stuff, yes. and now all of a sudden And that, then they're pushing so we are not so, so we are not that far from level four. There are five levels of autonomy. Right. We are not that far from level four in cities like San Francisco or cities like LA. And what like is that. level four So level of? four, it means it's a grid. It's a full self-driving car. It would not need any adult or, or human assistance, <laughs> but it's based on a grid which means it only works in a mapped zone because sure. it's running on a grid, grid-like grid map, sure. like, a, like a spreadsheet, right? Yeah. So it knows where it is, and then it just uses sensors for all that stuff, right? right? We are nowhere near level five, which does not require a grid, and just you could just it, drive It's AI. You, it, it recognizes what it sees. Driving from here to, to LA, uh, just say go. Right. Not, not, no. No, no. But level four, big cities for like delivery trucks and stuff, we're not that far. But they're really going to have no steering wheel and pedals? Like, how does... Here's what I don't understand. Even if... On level four, you wouldn't need that. No. But the laws would never catch up to that. Like, that's why that's I can't why believe... That's why you now have a law we're talking about. Huh? That's why we have what you're talking about. That, right that's what seems so bonkers to me that they did accept this. Because what is, what is a DUI anymore? Is that not a thing? If you have a car with no steering wheel, you're not a driver. Are you an operator even? Or no. are you just a passenger? Right. That's the idea. Like, you got automakers who are like, you know, like Cadillac when they're showing these pod concepts and stuff. That's what they're talking the about. Idea then, the, like, the, the idea is like, the idea is that Jake and his wife go out to dinner and they can get totally, they can it's drink like a bottle of wine. An Uber. And then you can just have your Cadillac drive you home. No big deal. That's the idea. It's a lounge. That's just, I, I, it boggles my mind, Joel. I can't I mean, on one see hand, us, yeah, I like, can't I see this being viable. I mean, I'm, yes and no. Like, I, I don't want to give up driving, right? And no one's right. going to, hang on, no one's going to force you to give up driving. No, I know Chris okay. Leaves this. But, but here's the thing. Would you rather, would you rather 
have a Cadillac. I, I'm just asking, like legitimately, would you rather have a Cadillac? I'm just making up a car that that you could drive, and that's fun cars, luxury driving, and all that stuff, day to day. And then if you and your wife go out and you drink a bottle of wine, you want to. Your Cadillac drives you home instead of having an Uber. Would you like the idea of that? Oh, no. I actually do like the idea of this. That's what I'm talking about. But I'm saying I can't believe we are that close to it. We it aren't. doesn't seem viable. We aren't. Yeah. Level four, level four and level five are very different things. Level, right. What I just described to you is level five. Yeah. We're not going there. Right. right now. So level how is four. this a thing? Fleet. This makes a lot of sense, man, for fleets and all this other stuff. I Okay. I just, I'm... Or taxi services. That's what I was, yeah, thinking. Yeah, like, think, think about like that, having... Uber a, invested Uber, a lot in Uber, self-driving. Uber, Uber and Lyft wouldn't need sudden drivers anymore. True. It's just, it's nuts to me. Let's talk about these Matrix headlights, though, that they did finally approve, taking us out of the dark ages of headlight technology. So Matrix... So hang on. I want to be very clear about something. The terminology they use and the terminology we use internally is different. Okay. So we consider a Matrix LED headlight to be a headlight... Uh, because they, what they're describing in their law is they actually describing matrix law, uh, headlights, but they call them adaptive. At work, we call adaptive lights the lights that turn into corners. That's sure. what we consider right. adaptive. And that's work. most vehicles but, have those. A lot. Yes. But, but you can get them on Subaru. But, the v, the, but they're calling them adaptive in the NHTSA actual uh, language. Okay. Uh, so what they're describing is matrix. And matrix, Europe has them. So think it because right now the law says you got to be able to turn your high beams on and off right. in America. Matrix headlights, you don't turn your high beams off. What happens there's is there's no differentiation between well, a high beam and a low beam. Correct, but but what happens is if, if you're coming in your Cayenne with Matrix LED headlights or your lower yep. icky Macan, uh, <laughs> as you come at me, yep. whether I'm a pedestrian, a biker, or or car, your headlights recognize just like all your safety systems already do today with radar and everything else. Yep, they recognize my Cayenne already dims high beams when it sees a vehicle, but it, it doesn't do this. It, your, yours just turns them off. Okay. What this does is it doesn't turn them off. It adapts and bends the light around the object so it doesn't blind the object without losing light on the other sides. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So does it's it awesome. just have a bunch of different LEDs and turn certain ones off in that certain grid, system, basically? Certain systems like that. Certain systems use lenses. Everyone goes about it a little differently, but in theory, yes. Wow. You're bending the light pattern around the, the, the object, in theory, if I'm simplifying this down. Okay. So, and when so, are we gonna... so it's safer for you. Yep. It's safer for me. Right. More light. You're it's not modern getting blinded. Headlights. Right. It's more light. You're not getting blinded. And we already have these over in Europe. Oh, yeah. For hey, a long how time. How is it? Laser. Remember laser headlights were a thing? Laser are beams. they a thing? Still a little. I mean, BMW's got them still. Um, what is that tech? It's just different. Okay. It, I mean... I remember lasers. hearing about that. We never saw it over here because, of course, we wouldn't. But... but yeah. <laughs> Matrix Matrix is legitimately a safety enhancement. Okay. Because it gives you more and light. Because manufacturers already have that overseas, we're going to get that probably like next year. Um. Or do you think there's going to be a lag? I I mean, we have different crash regulations. We have different regulations as far oh, so as outputs and everything. Test. So so some of this stuff will always be tested. Certain cars have had them, but they've just been disabled. Like at one point, Audi was running some of this stuff, but it was disabled. No one's willing to comment whether they could just OTA or like oh, flashes in the dealerships. Some, but like, 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 if you go look, we have a we have a Cayenne um, Matrix LED headlight uh, schematic in our in our site uh, okay. on, on, that I think we have in that article about it. Yeah. And and the headlight lens is different. Like it's a different headlight right. lens in your car. That's what I would expect. And they're not going to swap out the headlights in your car. Like you can't go to the dealership and buy a new headlight. Is what I'm saying. It's all integrated in the system. Yeah, I suppose. Right. It's all the sensors. You're the not, well, first off, these. do you know what a headlight on a BMW X7 costs? The LEDs? It's like a $7,000 unit. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Right. I guarantee you the headlights in your Cayenne are thousands. Yeah. My wife's Jeep is $1,300 per side. Which is scary when I realized that I messed with the wiring harness on them to integrate my Got to have that lowering stuff sick, bro. Yeah, man. Clown. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Joel. I think that's kind of what we have time for do you have anything else that you want to touch on or i don't know man it's just good to see you it is super fun to see you this has been awesome it's been it's it's been uh too long it's been a great reunion well Uh, we should maybe not wait quite as long to have you back on i would agree with that let's do it a little more often awesome all right next week i think we're gonna have a very cool interesting interview but until then take care guys we'll see you next week bye